With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Fantasy Premier League podcast. We are going to look at game week 6, how people did, how people did not do well. Also look ahead to the future game weeks, at least starting with game week 7. So as the pod host, I decided to rotate my peps wheel of fortune. And out went Tadiva this week and in comes Jerry substituting him. So we, the other two members, Guy survives yet another week. Oh, so I, every guy, week. <laughs> we're here, we're here to screw up together, Shri. That's what it's like. <laughs> Absolutely. And for the second week in row, we have Ali joining us. We were, just as a point, is pre-pod, Ali was already talking about removing money. So if he does any scores, you, you know what you need to do. <laughs> I, I got my shout on Lacazette being captain last week half decent right as well yeah I wouldn't blame you and Jay back after a while I'm assuming it's because you had a good game week 6 well not once a close but yeah <laughs> <laughs> top, top point scorer in the AI contributors league so yes here I am you might not see me again for a while no wonder I did the same on game week 5 and I was Insistent, irrespective of any time zone issues, I, w- I wanted to be on the pod. So I can get that. But Jay, I'm going to start with you on game week six. So, since you're, especially you weren't there in the period. So run through the transfers you made for the game week six and your team and the score. Okay. Um, well, from the last time I was on, I have made a few transfers throughout my team. Um, notably brought in Lacazette. And Madison. And coming into this game week, obviously Pep's Wheel of Fortune meant that Mendy isn't around. So I took a last minute decision and threw Trippier in, which would have been lovely if it kept a clean sheet. But, um, he got four points, which wasn't too bad. My overall points total for the week was the magic number of 69. I, uh, went 4-4-2. Conceded the fact that I had three Southampton players. So, Ings and Cedric went to the bench and I had to bite the bullets of McCarthy and goal. <laughs> Hell, please, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, you've got to compromise. If you want the high pricing players of Aguero and Salah... Um, there's still levels, though. <laughs> you've got to... Yeah. You, 
Uh, four across the midfield of Madison with eight, Mane got three, Salah as my captain with sixteen, uh, Dale Stevens from Brighton went off injured, so he got one point, Aguero six, and Lacazette eight. So a solid lineup. Um, just had a couple of good performers really in Salah, Lacazette, Alexander Arnold, and Wambasaka. Absolutely solid. Though I think Dale Stevens injured means. That is something you need to look at this week, at least in terms of moving your squad around, if not transferring him out. I think he's out for a while, though. Yeah, um, I think he's 75% chance to play him, but I think that's just a general rule of form unless you've got a long-term injury on the FPL app. So it might just be a straight swap and bring Danny Ings back in and go back to a 4-3-3. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Guy, coming to you. What did you ultimately end up doing in terms of transfers and your team and the score? Oh, have I got a story for you. <laughs> um, so, obviously, the Mendy thing is obviously going to be a talking point throughout the show. And um, I may have panicked slightly. Just a smidge. So, I can't... Who did I get in? Uh, so, pretty much, in short, I brought in Diego Rico. For um, for Mendy, that was my minus. That didn't go well. That that got me a minus four, and I can't remember who else I took out. Oh yeah, I went from Triora to Fraser, and they were both crap. So that's all right. The usual. Oh ah yeah, transfers can't work out for me, especially two of them. But in terms of my overall score, I got fifty-eight. But as I said, I got a minus four, so fifty-four. Um. Ryan got me two, Alonso got me six, Robertson seven, Juan Bissaka, thank Jesus Christ that Pereira didn't play. Um, he got me nine, so Juan Bissaka got me nine. Uh, Rico, on his debut, ding ding, got me a big fat zero. Um, <laughs> Lucas Moura got me three, Mane three, Hazard three, <laughs> Fraser two, and... This is where I did quite well, apart from captaincy choice. I got Aguero on 12, who was my captain, and Vardy got me 11, who was a good pickup. Um, that's probably the only bit of advice I've given out that's probably worked. And then on my bench, I had Pereira with 0, who, as I said, and Hughes on 6. Good stuff, and Ings didn't play, so he got me 0. Interesting. Still above average. I think forward line saved you, basically, and Van oh, Saka, as you said. Yes. Yes, it did save me. <laughs> Yeah, because the midfield is a horror story like mine. So, oh God, yes. but mine is even worse. So I'll come to it later. But Ali, I'm going to have you have a go. So, what transfers and your team for game week six? Well, I went against my own advice to bring in Lacazette um, and and my main team um, just because I didn't want to take a minus. Um, I, I, di- I just didn't have any faith in my team this week and it paid off because I only got 50 points. Um, I did drop, I had two free transfers still, so I got rid of Mkhitaryan and I got rid of Aguero. 
Um, and I brought in... Oh, I must have made free transfer. I must have took a minus. Hold on here. Oh, I did, yeah. Right, I got, I got rid of El Nene, Mkhitaryan and Aguero and replaced it with Sani, Zaha and Shula. Um, well, Captain Sani, who done okay. Um, so I had Ben Foster with two, Holobas with one, um, Alonso with six and Wambasaka with nine. Um, so they were my saving grace at the back. Uh, Shuri with two, Hazard with three, Manny with three, Muro with three, and Sani being captain with 12, so the only Matilda to, to do anything, with Zaha two, and Aubameyang with seven. Um, so, yeah, 50, but taking a minus four, so still under the average, but I've not actually moved down many places in my leagues, which was surprising. Yeah, it's, it, it was a week where a lot of people were between 40 and 50. Yeah. If you had a sizable buffer, then you were more, let's say, because I was also not too much affected in terms of the points. So I'm going to run through my team. So my team is like day and light, day and night in, in when it compares to defense and attack. So I, I had Ederson in goal. So six, Alonso six, Robertson seven, Van Bissaka nine. So, that sounds really good. So in terms of, I had 28 points from a back four. That should set me up for a great week. Then comes the horror show. Mm-hmm. Mane three, Richarlison two, Fraser two, Captain Hazard total six, which gives, again, I, my midfield basically just gave 13 points for four people and I had Aguero, Wilson and my inspired substitution. I took out transfer. I took out Kamara and said, let me play a differential and get in Olivier Giro. Grand total of two. And now he <laughs> has two red fixtures in, in this next three. So he, it more or less looks like it was just a one game fling. It's going to look like. He does love a goal against us, to be fair. Liverpool. It does, it does like a big goal, Giro. Yeah, that's the only thing tempting, but the, let's go into that since we are already talking. That's the only thing tempting with Giro. But I think there is far more value elsewhere. And I'm, since, guy, you already mentioned it, I don't know how many of us even have, you know, I, looks like I'm the only one. I'm still having mending. Though I'm the first one who always advises against the ball fraud, mm. but I'm still for some reason having him and he's now at 6.1 for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm still thinking in terms of value. So looking at game week seven so guy coming to you, have you made transfers do you have something in mind where are you heading um i i have much asked i haven't made my transfer which is odd for me but i do love making a lot i do love making a live transfer donor and then regretting it straight after um that's what i'm here <laughs> for but um there was two areas i was looking at obviously i said i did the mendy thing last week so now it's not on my mind um it does seem like he's a bit buggered because i think they mentioned he's broken, not broken, but something buggered in his foot, uh, which is never good, but um, for me I'm looking at two areas, I'm looking at Ryan in goal, because he, he has um, Man City next I believe yes, yes. Man City yes. away next so that's great um, but after that he has almost a perfect run of fixtures so I may just bite the bullet Absolutely. for this week um, with Matt Ryan. unless you don't I intend to do that. Someone else because we discussed Brighton last week, right? Game week eight onwards, it's it's like literally a rose garden for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
So I, I think having looked at his fixtures, I think I'll just bite the bullet on Ryan this week. And the other person I'll Who are your current keepers? No? Uh, Ryan and Button, so basically the Brighton one two. Okay. Uh, I never really put any money in, in goalkeepers, but the other person I'm considering getting rid of is um, Pereira, because I'm not, he was obviously dropped at the weekend um, for a marquee of all people, and um, he's, he's seemingly not getting pushed forward like he, he was before, so if if he's not trusted defensively, maybe he's only, go, only going to play against the, the worst of the worst at home, and um, they have Newcastle, I think they have Newcastle away next year. Got Newcastle away next, which isn't a uh, tougher, uh, which is a bit of a hard trip. Let's be fair, Rafa does love a love a home game, and um, if, if he's not going to be playing, five mils quite a lot to be have on have on um, zero points every week. So I'm probably looking for a defender, but I have 1.7 million in the bank. Which I was planning on using to get Kane from Aguero, but how bad has Harry Kane looked this season? So it's put me off that. Um, so I pretty much can go from Pereira to everyone, bearing in mind I already have Alonso and Robertson. So any advice would be lovely. Interesting. Uh, Jay, you, you have any suggestions for a guy? In, In defence? Yes. I'm guessing you've filled your Liverpool allocation of players. No. I've got Alexander-Arnold, who is 5 million, mm. I think. Um, he runs the tightrope of, obviously, yellow cards, but the right-back spot is his. And Chelsea and see, Man City, though. Yeah. But set-pieces and delivery. That, that's <sighs> a... That's the, the dice I roll with the fact that you're going to save half a million on Robertson. Um, Robertson might pick you one to see more assists this season, but the chances of set piece deliveries from Alexander Arnold is the only thing that keeps him on my team over his yellow card threat. I think that might be one to look at for me personally after these two games because I think I've got to get Pereira out the team and the fact that we've got Chelsea, Man City, and then we've got the two easiest fixtures in the league. So, oh God, I'm gonna to have to bring Salah back in. <laughs> I, I, I've got two I, weeks I to would fix say that. I, yep. So this is something I told in the group as well in terms of guy. My choice, you know, right? I would say Tarkovsky. Mm-hmm. Game week seven and eight, they have Cardiff and Huddersfield. Yeah. And nine and ten, they have City and Chelsea. But that gets substituted when you have Robertson playing the Cardiff Huddersfield combination. And that's something I wanted to bring up. There are a lot of teams who get this combination of Cardiff and Huddersfield consecutive games or Spurs, within three Spurs games. Spurs have got it as well now. Yeah, a lot do, of teams do, have like two. Do Spurs play tonight in the um, Carabao thingy? Or is it tomorrow? I think so. I think so. It's tonight. I was just looking at the City team, by the way. Jesus is starting, so Aguero is good. Yeah, I think I'll probably keep with Aguero. Um, yeah, but coming back to defense, my choice was Tarkovsky. He has Cardiff and Huddersfield, and then he has two tough fixtures uh-huh. in terms of City and Chelsea, as I mentioned. But again, his fixtures are decent for the next three: for West Ham, Leicester, Newcastle, Crystal Palace. So hmm. he is a choice at least for the two game weeks, I would say. But the if you want to even save more money, see uh-huh. Tarkovsky gives you an odd goal. But if you are just bothered about clean sheet and saving money, I would go to Taylor. He's 4.4 Burnley. 
Is 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 he is he took over Walt hundred percent now as Walt injured? Yep, it looks like yes. Okay. And he's four point four, and uh, you are going to save incredible amount of money. Yeah. Point six. So those are the two options. Otherwise, you could always go to Trippier if you want to go on the other end. Yeah, it looks like Tottenham play tomorrow in the cup, so I might wait till tomorrow and see which right back plays. Um, yep. Because I imagine. Ali. I imagine that's the first I'm just going to hear from Ali as well. Yep. Any suggestions for you, from you for defense for yeah. guy? I, 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 I'm the same as same as yourself. I I would say Tarkovsky. Um, Burnley seem to uh, going on this. We get they looked a, a lot more like their old solid settled self. So I'm wondering if the European hangover's kind of gone away and they'll be a, they'll be a lot more harder yeah. to beat. Yeah, and and. I said at the start of the season, and Guy ridiculed me, but Joe Hart's been a great pickup for anybody who's kept him, um, and he looks to be the number one regardless going forward. Um, so it, it could be worth having a double if you've got a spare backup keeper, because Hart's always going to get you those bonus point saves as well. I, ca- I can't do it. I can't, <laughs> I can't, bring, I can't bring Joe Hart in. Uh, that's a step too far. Guy, another shout for you, by the way, since you took out Mendy. Mm-hmm. Another shout for you is to get in Laporte. Yeah, I looked at him. I just the issues of the fixtures as well. Um, yeah, but you look at the every alternate fixture. The home fixtures are Brighton, Burnley, and Southampton. And it's City. <laughs> they don't have much to worry about. Yeah, but we'll put seven yeah. past them. Um, yeah, but they'll probably score six against us, and he yeah, might get one. Good. It's not good. <laughs> you know, no, he'll only score for free kick, and Van Dijk will eat you. Um, <laughs> Not a free kick, it's a corner. Anyway, but yeah, I think I, I think I've got three options basically. I, I quite like the Laporte show on it. Liverpool away is obviously the big one. Spurs look pretty crap apart from the Manchester United game, so that's not really much of a concern. So I'm gonna say Laporte, Tarkowski, or Taylor, um, depending on how mad I wanna go in other areas, right. and then one of the Spurs right backs or whoever plays. To, the opposite one, whoever whoever plays tomorrow. <laughs> I don't think that's worth. Yeah, I don't think that's worth it whatsoever. The Spurs one, they yeah. just rotate far too often, um, and none of them really get. Like, I Trippier, Trippier's on twenty-eight points now. I, I can't see him finishing the season on more than a hundred points. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's you've still got thirty-two games left. They're an expensive gamble to make as well. Yeah, like like. I mean, we we talk a lot about our fullbacks, but our fullbacks are predominantly attacking fullbacks. Yeah. So they're going to get assists. The fact that they've got a bet on who gets the more assists tells you like what their mindset is. Whereas Trippier, you're 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 really relying on set pieces. Yeah, that's very true. That's very. I, true. I, I just think, and they don't even look as solid like clean sheet wise at the back anymore. Spurs, yeah. you know, like we've always spoke for years that Tottenham are the best defensively and. When you look at their their back four, you could arguably say they have the best defenders, but they just seem so out of joint this season. Yeah, I didn't realise the I, I can't I forgot the conceded the Brighton as well when they weren't yeah. really comfortable. And so they get the goalkeeping situation sorted with Larice coming back. They all look an absolute mess at the back, really. So yeah, I I I panicked and threw Trippier in because it was a last minute decision with who's a substitute for Mendy and. It was just the name that's at the top of your head and yeah. someone that you heard of, and I just threw him in. Forgot that I played him, and then realised last minute they conceded <laughs> and, and got a cop him because he cost me a few points. However, I think he is a short-term measure. 
Trippier. Mm. It was only with the Mendy situation that they put him in. But they're not they're not cheap to go by. The Spurs yeah. defenders are all, all between five and a half plus. Is um is Luke Shaw an option or is Man United too dodgy at the minute? He's, he's, how much is Luke Shaw? Five point one. Yeah, that's an option at that price. I, I'd be I'd be content with that. I mean, I, I personally wouldn't have him, um, but he seems to be the the consistent one out of that United team this season. He's got a few nice fixtures coming up too. Really, West Ham, on, on, Newcastle. On, yeah, yeah. Away to Chelsea, but then home to Everton. Away to Bournemouth, and then they go they go to City. So for a short term measure, you might get three or four good weeks out of them. Potential clean sheets. And the minute minute Jose goes, like <laughs> you know, they are going to be they're going to be a threat in the league. Yeah, like we, like there's no dispute it. They've got one of the best squads in the league. But just because they're not showing it and not playing like it, they've got such an attacking threat. And Shaw's one of them. Like I would have bit your hand off for Shaw a few years ago. Um. Get on our bench now. I think, no. I, I think guy one more option I was just looking is maybe not this fixture but game week eight to twelve is great for Watford. So in terms of getting in Cholivas because he has Bournemouth, Wolves, Huddersfield, Newcastle and Southampton. This week they are playing Arsenal, but he has five great fixtures. So maybe not this week. But again nobody's picking Cholivas for clean sheets though. Yeah, that's so true. I don't he's, know picked, he's picked by like 20% of the teams as well, so that is a beat of a... And he's 4.9, I believe, or 5-something like that. Yeah, he's 4.9. Yeah, he's another option for you. I think his high ownership's a bit off-quoted, <laughs> but he's definitely an option. I was looking at the place... Sorry, I was looking at the place of Delph, but he's not even worth having... Like He's pretty much the guaranteed starter, but he's still 5.3, which is a bit high, I'd feel. Come on, even Delph won't pick Delph, so let's <laughs> leave it as... I think I don't, not even sure. But, uh, today, Zinchenko is starting, by the way. They are looking like playing a back five. And so Zinchenko seems will probably play the league game. So. League game, yeah. yeah. That's, but yeah, if you're going to pick Delph, I would rather pick Laporte. He's no, more no, guaranteed. I'm not, I'm not picking Delph, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, okay. it's, it's good. I think I'll wait for the Spurs one just in case. You, but, uh, you, I think you have options. I'm yeah. going to let you think over it. Uh, Jake, going to come to you. So, obviously, you have had a good week, but obviously, it doesn't stop. We already talked about Dale Stevens. So, it's, is it just going to be saving transfers, just changing formation, or are you looking at transfers? I am looking at transfers, and I think we're going to go on to the big one. And it's Mane or Salah. Now, I've been sat for the past three or four weeks thinking, Salah's going to score next week, Salah's going to score next week, and... I'm just going to give him one more week, maybe two, because he's got two huge games coming up. He got his little tap in, and is he now going to go on the run? So I'm thinking Mane could be the one to get the chop. He seems to have stopped getting the goals and assists that he started off the start of the season with. So he's the one I'm thinking of potentially taking out. Dale Stevens, I'll probably just move to my bench for a few weeks and see how he goes um, and go back with Danny Ings into a front three. But um, I've got point three in my bank, so with taking out money, that gives me 10 million to play with. Um, so it's where do I spend it? And I'm looking at potentially Sane, 
but as we know, it's Pep's Wheel of Fortune of who starts. He's um, not starting tonight either. So, and and Mendy, if Mendy doesn't fair, start, he's yeah. going to play. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... I'm, I'm gonna, I want to go a big name. Um, Sané at 9.2 is tempting. Um, go down the list and then there's not many, many anyone else who stands out. Who, who else big is name in the um, I've got Madison, Salah, David Silva, and obviously Dale Stevens. Right. Okay. So. Can I tempt you um, with a Paul Pogba? No. <laughs> Fair enough. And, <laughs> plus, plus I, he fell out with I have a suggestion though, it's nowhere near your price range though. That is, that is the whole problem. You're looking at like 9 million, 10 million kind of player and my suggestion is, is nowhere near that price range, but the name I'm going to talk about is Anthony Knocker from Brighton. Ah, right. 5.5, but playing really well this season, at least what I have seen is playing quite well. And as we talk, this, the upcoming week is the last big fixture. Uh, after that, it's like, yes, obviously City away. So this is more of a bankable transfer for the future game with City. If you are, if you are sure you want to make a transfer, but you know, because after that they have West Ham, Newcastle, Wolves, Everton, Cardiff, it just goes until game week 16, it's like straight through nothing for them to worry. But obviously that is not the price range you're looking at and I understand that. Just giving you if you want to go, because one of the things I was thinking is we are now approaching a game week where most teams are going to be the same. So the differentials or the captaincy is only what is going to decide. And the other option I wanted to give again was, Ian is not someone you would think about, but I think retains value. A couple of them are Ericsson and David Silva. Yeah, I've got David Silva already. Um, Ericsson, okay. Ericsson, yeah, he's the temptation. Or do I somehow shuffle my team around to squeeze Hazard in because he seems like he's on a rich vein of form at the moment. So I know he's, he had a bad game last weekend, but... Um, it hmm. kind of gives the impression that Chelsea are going to leave him out of the Europa League games and save him just purely for the Premiership. So it's a case of do a shuffle around elsewhere and try and find a million quid somehow. Or I think that you could you could spread that over two weeks, though, because he does that. Yeah, obviously has us this weekend, doesn't he? So you could probably yeah. do the, do a building step towards that. But yeah. th- don't laugh at me with this shout. It's like it's like to do with Bella in la- the other week. Mesut Ozil. Oh. He has Watford. <laughs> he has Watford at home. Watford at home. Fulham away. Leicester at home. Crystal Palace away. Us at home. Then Wolves at home. And then that's yeah. He, another. He's purely a home guy. Him and Lacazette, I would just purely pick if they have good home pictures. Yeah, but Fulham are really bad. <laughs> Yeah, especially the that's, defending was horrible last week. That's got the potential to be a free-free that game because both of them cannot defend at all. Absolutely. So yeah, and I've not actually looked at it much up until right now. So I'm probably going to take until Thursday or Friday and make my yeah. decision based on who plays midweek and who is rested. And should yeah, anyone yeah. obviously pick up any potential injuries or knocks? So, 
I'm going to play the waiting game this week, I think, on my transfers, but I think it could just be the time to take Mane out and give him a little bit of a breather. But it's it's a tough one because I'm not sure how long Lacazette's going to stay in the Arsenal team. He was, I think Emre said the other day he was close to pinging them off just before he scored, so he's not someone who's going to get you your 90-minute points. And if he doesn't score... You're then only looking at picking well, up two to three he, points. He was, he was like more sub for uh, Wenger as well, wasn't he? So maybe there is a fitness issue as well. Yeah, and he can kind of, you kind of imagine that they want to squeeze Aubameyang into the front line and playing him out wide. How long is he going to be happy sticking out wide, coming from the left? Yeah, he has been garbage though. I'm sure. I'm sure Ali can testify to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just the, the whole Arsenal team just seemed disjointed just now. Just there's nothing, nothing clicking. And then, I mean, someone mentioned Hazard, and it's like you're getting one good game, one ba- bad game from them this season. Um, a t- maybe a typical Hazard season, really. Do people actually think Hazard will get over 20 goals this season? Because he hasn't done that yet. No, no, he, he never will. And like. Talksport was on at my work uh, either last night or the night before, and there was the whole hazard salad discussion. Um, and I mean, there's, there's, how, I don't understand how there can be a de- debate. You did um, say Talksport. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, like, like obviously D- Danny Murphy was one of them, so it, it says how credible this discussion was. But they genuinely believe Hazard's the best winger in the world. But like, I love Hazard. I think he's a phenomenal player, but. He, he doesn't provide you with the goals. He doesn't get you with the assists. So I struggle to see what, ultimately, what you're, what you're buying for the money that you would be getting him in for. Mm. you got to find his purple patch, haven't you? Yeah. And I think um, that's I, kind of already happened. I, I personally feel that this season he's going to hit double digits in both goals and assists. So 10 and 10. Minimum. Yeah. He's already 2-2 two and two in basically six games. And remember, first two games, he, he played a half, 45 minutes together in two games. So basically, if you, and he still got assists. So basically, he's not fired only in two games. Game week three against New, uh, no, he's, he's basically, what? He's fired in game week one, two, three, four, and five. This is the only game week where he didn't have a goal or an assist. So, so five game weeks of an assist and a goal, I would say, is incredible value for his price. I, I'll put a, I'll put a question to you all then. Um, obviously, Jay, you said you might work around to trying to get um, Hazard in. Indeed, uh, he is well. He is the same price as this person now. Long term and short term, let's say, would you rather have Sterling or Hazard? Sterling. I would have both. <laughs> Sterling. Yeah. And uh, real life as well. Yeah, yeah. I just he, Sterling, there's, there's always the chance that if he doesn't he's score, he's going to get more assists because of the way they play. As well. Yeah, the way... It's the Pep's, the Pep selection factor again. Like, one week he might not start and then it's the yeah. huge amount that could be sat on your bench if they play Cardiff like they did, for example, or somebody relatively easy, mm. and he win four to five nil. 
the chances are that player might only get on for 10, 15 minutes. You might get lucky and have a Mardis type game where he comes on and scores two. And then one week he might not play at all. So you've had an expensive substitute. To, to be fair, I, looking at, I sorry, think sorry, sorry, looking yeah, at Sterling on. though, he played in the first week, got a goal, didn't play v Huddersfield, I know that's part of your argument there, but he's played above 60 minutes in every game apart from the game he didn't play at all. So I think he may, I think he may be Pep's go-to guy. Yeah, that's uh, a book. And he, but it's well, still only six games though. Yeah, and his fixtures are a bit choppy, and yeah, he he goes missing Anfield every time he comes. So the Man City fixtures after Brighton this week, they've got Liverpool away, Burnley at home, Spurs away, Southampton at home, Man United at home. Is he a big game player? He isn't for me, so that could be one that he might just leave on the back burner for a few weeks. On the back of Jay's comment, I'm triple captain in Sterling for the Liverpool game now. (laughs) (laughs) I think a couple of things for you guys. One, Mm -hmm. obviously, Sterling doesn't play one game, which allows Hazard to maybe, over a two-game rolling period, he could catch up with Sterling. That is one. Mm -hmm. But let's not forget, Europa League, most probably they are not going to play Hazard. But City have lost their first game in the Champions League, which means they would, they need to win. They would look to top the group, which means possibly Sterling gets involved in the Champions League as well, mm-hmm. extensively. So it's a fact, there is a reason. He, he, he's going to get points, but still is picked by 3%. That's clearly down to Pep. There is no other reason. If he was certainty, everybody is going to pick Sterling. And mm-hmm. I think, as Jay said, 11 million is too big a risk for you. It was the, it was, remember debate about Aguero. Aguero is great, but if it's a rotation option, there's no point spending that amount of money for a player who's, Aguero is good now because we are quite sure he's going to play every game. Until Sterling comes to that point, I think there is always a risk because Hazard is guaranteed to play every Premier League game. At least looks like now. And if he's in the form, he's at, at least going to look at an assist every game minimum. Mm-hmm. So, if you take any two or three game rolling period, I don't see why Hazard doesn't score enough points as Sterling. Sterling might end up scoring more goals or something, but mm-hmm. just because of the minutes getting split up, I think if you take any two or three rolling game period, I could see Hazard scoring as many points as, say, someone like uh, Sterling. Okay. No, I and don't, I don't, one more I don't, thing, I just Hazard, Hazard scoring gets you almost three bonus again. Okay. Yeah, I just noticed the prices, so I thought I'd, I thought I'd make it a debate, but I just realised the time tree. I know you've got something new planned for us. Do you want to move on a bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Jay, we have talked. Ali, your transfer, if you could move on quickly. Um, I, I've not 100% decided. I'm going to take a minus okay. this week. Um, I need to take Mendy out. Um, and I'm debating bringing Salah in, as we said, pre-pod. Um, yep. I'm, I need to lose money. He's doing my head in. Um, so I think if I take him out my team, you'll start doing So well. you need three million, basically, from Sunday. No, I, I do have 2.6 in the bank. Um, oh, great. Plus, plus obviously, the Mendy money. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm comfortable hard. enough, yeah. Makes sense, yeah. I could see, so you, you know who you're planning to bring in for Mendy? I, I I was going. I think I'm going to go down the route of Tarkovsky. Um, maybe even Trent, because I only have Manny's only Liverpool player in my squad. Um, so I might bring Trent in. Um, I just think at 5.1, he's a better option than Robertson. 
Um, I don't think the differential that they'll score between each other over the course of a season is going to be worth the one million. So the, the the only thing where I would say is worth is because the minute Trent picks up a yellow card, there is no chance of bonus, and Robertson predominantly gets a bonus most games. Uh, yeah, that's true, but it's Trent. I can't I can't go against him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with that either. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just like, you know what, like, we're just fortunate to have both guys, um, playing for us. And, I don't know, there's just, there just, just seems something special about Trent that you just, you want him to be your friend. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. I, I don't see why not. Uh, okay. Coming to my team, as I said, Mendy, it's going to be either Tarkovsky or Taylor. The main debate is obviously Olivier Giroud. I'm looking at taking out the ball. I have three options. I could go to Lacazette. I could go to Vardy. I could go to Firmino. What would you guys do if you were in this position? Hmm. I, I would go Vardy. That's what I'm heading towards I, though. But I guy has his fixtures are very nice and Vardy's. And he's playing Arsenal away. And you know he loves a goal against top, top six. six. Yeah. Which is why I saw the top six and like Vardy makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's literally the opposite. You see the greens and you're just like, oh. <laughs> and like, so I'm thinking most probably I'll be doing that, uh, going to Vardy. But I think it's the right time to move to the topic I was mentioning. So the topic I want to talk about is, as I said briefly before, but we are looking at game week seven where most of us have at least eight or nine players who are similar. It's usually the one or people have Lucas Mora, someone has Madison, but predominantly the code is same. But now what we have is a fixture list where it's putting up the big guns. So obviously Chelsea is playing Liverpool, then City is going to play Liverpool. If you have Spurs, United, somewhere Spurs are playing United, which means that you could potentially have a team of five, six players playing against each other, which could basically cancel out players. But this is also compensated by fixtures opening up for teams. So I'm going to pick on three teams and I wanted you guys to have a look. Would you, would you consider players from the teams or you are going to wait and watch into their good run starting for a couple of games and then decide whether to pick or are you going to jump the gun? One is obviously a team we have talked about a lot already, Brighton. Fixtures opening up in game week eight. Second team, Newcastle. Predominantly good fixtures from game week 9. West Ham, great fixtures from game week 10. And the last team is Leicester, who are already in a good run. And they have a decent run till, I think, 15 or 16. So some of us already have Madison, Vardy. So I'm not going to talk much about Leicester, but the three other teams, West Ham, Newcastle, and Brighton. Ali, coming to you. Are you going to be someone who is going to jump Straight away, like we, guy already talked about and I have talked about jumping into someone, say, Mare Knockout last week. We talked immediately in game week eight and try to take maximum advantage. Are you, are you going to wait and watch them for a couple of weeks, even at the cost of foregoing any differential advantage you could have made by an early move? I, I have looked at a few West Ham players. I mean, they've, they've looked quite decent the last couple of weeks. Um, Yarmolenko seems like a, a, a half decent option for the for the differential. Um, the the young midfielder plays well, but I don't think he's going to. Get, I can't remember his name. The young Rice. English boy. Yeah, that's it, Declan Rice. Um, 
and and obviously Arnautovic is the the one as well for for the forward, even though he's got the the injury triangle. But I I just think they're going to still be too inconsistent. It might be worth waiting waiting a week, maybe two, but then you're losing out on obviously the the points overall. But I think if you can get Rice in, uh, he's cheap enough, and he's playing in midfield, even though he's listed as a defender. So just if he gets the odd assist, you know, it just bumps up a bit. Yarmolenko's maybe worth an option at only 6.8. Um, and then Arnautovic, obviously, is the obvious one that when he plays, he's always going to do very well. So And, and Arnautovic, Arnautovic looks to be dropping, so he could actually be 6.9 by the time you consider picking him. See, yeah, if he drops to 6.9, I think he's 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 really a must, as you're, even if it's your third-choice fighter. Um just having him in there. I'm, I'm going to just hold it, hold your thought there. I'm going to go to Jay. Uh, one thought. So we have talked about Arnautovic at 6.9. I'm going to present you with a couple of options in that range and wanted to hear your thought. How would you balance? Because you are looking at someone who, who could play a friend three. And I'm assuming your friend three is currently Aguero, Ings and Lacazette, is it? At the moment, yeah. Uh... Yeah. So two options other than Arnautovic. And seeing the fixtures. Anatovic, Mitrovic at 7, and say Glenn Murray at 6.5. I'm really tempted by Glenn Murray, to be quite honest. Uh, <laughs> look, look at his fixtures. He seems to have Glorious, a, nice, right? a nice run of fixtures. So, uh, 6.5 million. He takes the penalties. Um, he doesn't really fulfill 90 minutes every single week. However, he is the main goal for us. They don't really have anybody else. Lacardia hasn't worked for them. So, once they get Man City out of the way this week, uh, West Ham, Newcastle, Wolves, Everton, Cardiff, Leicester, Huddersfield, Palace, Burnley, up until game week 17. So, we could just be the short price, uh, the cheap price option of a striker, um, mixing it up potentially with taking Danny Ings out. Because um, he does score every now and again, Danny Ings, but the fixtures, they've got Wolves away, then they've got Chelsea at home, Bournemouth away, obviously a derby, Southampton, Newcastle at home, then they play away to City, a couple of weeks later it's a home to United, away to Spurs, a couple of weeks after that, Arsenal, so is he the big game player? Maybe not, so yeah, I'm probably going to switch to Glenn Murray on that one, and Mitrovic I'm not overly sold on because he misses so many chances and it's so annoying to see him when he does play that. How can you miss that many chances? And he might get you the odd goal, but it's frustrating to watch him play. So with it, I was a purely aesthetically pleasing reasons. I'm not going to pick him. I'm just going to probably <laughs> go for money. <laughs> Fair enough. Guy... In terms of your option, we have talked Anatovic, we have Mare, we have Mitrovic, uh, Bournemouth still, at least still, so obviously a lot of people have Wilson, King and all, but their fixtures are going like apeshit from, I believe, three or four fixtures down the line, where they, it's just good red for them for a while. So obviously, for people especially who have Wilson or King, this is the time you make a move to say Mitrovic or Anatovic or Mare, so where would you move? Um, I think West Ham is probably the best bet. Um, I, I agree with Ali there. 
Having watched the last few games, Yarmolenko looks like a good player. Um, Arnautovic is a safe bet. I mean, if he goes down to 6.9, I mean, I may just bugger off the Pereira transfer and just go from him to Arnautovic. Um, but um, you mentioned Newcastle. I'm looking at him now. I, I just don't see who's ownable, especially in midfield and attack. I mean, Lascelles is obviously ownable. You could probably get Yedlin, um, Dummett, etc. And probably Fernandez maybe a bit cheaper. But um, in midfield, Richie. Richie? Don't trust yeah. him. Don't <laughs> trust him at all. <laughs> Diame, good God, no. Shelby, he plays too deep nowadays. Kennedy? I, I, I like Kennedy. Play, but... Yeah, I think he started the last league game. Um, okay. I think. Um, I think Kennedy would be the one I'd gamble on because he's 4.9. Obviously, the scope for him to get uh, his price to go up. Um, it's, a, it's a very cheap gamble, so he's going to be your fourth or fifth choice midfielder. Um, so yeah, I think Kennedy's the one in front. In terms of the forward line, I mean, if you're if you are literally desperate, Yosselu may be an may be an interest. <laughs> Rondon. But he's got a, he's got a yellow he's got a yellow triangle of death. That's why oh. that's why I picked Yosselu. <laughs> but uh, Yosselu at five point oh may be of interest, but. I think we've all been, but I think he had like. I'm, I think he had like Mitrovic's stats last year. Perez is actually the best attacker, though. Yeah, but I, I just couldn't. I don't think I could put in a, a Newcastle forward if I'm honest. There unless, are so many other options. Yeah, unless Muto became like just something <laughs> I've never seen before. That's the only thing I could think of. But no, I wouldn't trust a forward. Uh, midfield's probably a bit. Midfield and defence probably better to look at. Um, but no, I definitely yeah. won't get a fall. Dubravka probably more interesting now. I know he's 5.0, but um, with Newcastle's improving fixture list, um, I think every, everyone would trust a Rafa team to keep them the, the odd clean sheets. Andy is good. He's a good shot stopper. So Dubravka's probably I, the most notable I, one. I think though what a lot of people I could see doing is having say a combination of say Ryan and Johart with say Lascelles in defence. Yeah. Yeah. I think Lascelles is probably the most audible one, isn't it? Correct. So, Jay, I'm going to come back to you. Uh, Guy, as I say, so are you, obviously you said, Mare, any other assets you're going to look at jumping early or you're going to wait for a few weeks? Um, I'm going to wait a few weeks. I'm just literally scrolling through the Newcastle team now. The only player I could potentially look at are picking up on the cheap is Yadlin. Um, other than that, there's not really anyone who stands out. At Newcastle, for me, um, West Ham, Yarmolenko at six point eight is a notable shout, and I want to know if West Ham are ever going to get this Ryan Fredericks into the team because mm. they, they brought him in in the summer. They made a, obviously a big play to get him uh, from Fulham, I think it was. And how long are the persistent with Zabaleta for? He's agent. He, he can't go on forever, so. Why, when are they going to give the Ryan Fredericks a run out at right back? And they have got the potential now to start keeping clean sheets with Fabianski again. So that could be a cheap defensive option. Mm-hmm. 4.8 is relatively cheap. Yeah. So they're, they're the only options, I think, from West Ham. In terms of my overall movements, uh, Lacazette, I think, might just get one or two more weeks and then it's torn between. Taking a drop on going to Glenwoody 
at 6.5 or 8.9, I think is Jamie Vardy. So they're my two options that if I go to Vardy, it'll save me 0.5 million. And obviously Murray will save me 3.9. And then I might be able to somehow maneuver around getting Mane out and getting Hazard in. So maybe the two or three weeks along the line is the way I'm going to play it. Even I'm looking this week, say, getting Mane in. Maybe after next week, swap out Wilson for Murray and then just go with Aguero, Wadi and Murray. And I, I could see that working for a few weeks. And obviously, the fixture turns again, there it's going to be time for someone. Uh, Ali, going to come to you on this. Uh, you have, you obviously talked about Yamalanka and say Arnatovich. Anyone, Newcastle is the team you have discussed and a lot of people I'm going to talk because in terms of defense, most people, at least till Mendy got injured, had Mendy, Robertson or Arnold and obviously Alonso there. And Van Bissaka, almost everybody has. And the other defender I've seen commonly is a Wolves defender in terms of Bennett and all. So do you see value in actually getting, uh, say, a Brighton defender? Because Brighton are quite good at home in terms of defensive. So a Brighton or Newcastle, do you see value actually making a change in defense? Because you're anyway going, if you're playing three at the back, you're going to predominantly play, play Alonso, Robertson or Arnold every week and Van Bissaka you have. And there's always another option. Do you see value in bringing in defenders from, say, Newcastle and Brighton? I can always see value in LaSalle's at Newcastle. Just as long as Rafa's in charge, you know they're going to be set up quite well. LaSalle's is a good defender, and I think he's 4.9. Is that right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, so, I mean, anything under 5 million, who's going to get you the odd clean sheet? Um... Is, is acceptable to have. And as you say, like, everybody's going to have their main three defenders. It's going to be Wan-Bissaka, Alonso, and a Trent, a Robertson. Some people might stick with Mendy until he comes back and then keep someone else in the team. But, you know, most people only play with three at the back. I mean, I think you played five at the back a couple of weeks ago, didn't you, three? But that's that, yeah. that's, a, that's a rare week game week that you'll, you'll do something like that. Most people play three five two and try and stack their midfielder or the three four three and um, just have like a throwaway midfielder so that they can enhance the attack. So players like Duffy, Lascelles, even Yedlin, um, they're a perfectly acceptable offer at their price range um, because the, the chances of you playing them more than say ten games a season, unless need to, is is probably quite low. I, I, I cannot argue on that. I think it's been a fair discussion. It's something we will be looking at in future game weeks when it opens up for these teams as well. I think we are almost running out of time. So obviously I'm going to move on to the last topic, which is obviously captaincy pick and it's going to be interesting in terms of choices. A couple of teams have big fixtures. So guy coming to you, your captain pick for upcoming week. Oh, think. I'm going to be sticking with Aguero, if I'm honest. I think Aguero... I don't won. see why not. Yeah, he's he's just dependable, isn't he? Um, Brighton at home, but I mean, you can't really top that, can you? <laughs> the only other one I'd probably look at is Lucas Moura versus Huddersfield, but that'd probably be the game where he gets dropped for Deli Alley coming back from injury, which would piss me off. Um, 
But no, I think it's Aguero 99% of the minute. Yeah. I think I would be very surprised if anyone picks anyone else, but this could be the week where you pick someone else and it succeeds. You're going to just jump up the rankings like anything. So I could just be one just of randomer who triple captain Pereira. <laughs> yeah, just, since you said randomer, I saw somewhere that game week six, there were 26 people who triple captain Bernardo Silva. They've got to be Portuguese. I made it Bernardo Silva. And just do that. Yeah. There's all, there's oh, always about one person. Of course, yeah. This time just 25 more, so 26 yeah. people. But yeah, Jay, obviously no brainer Aguero, or do you have any left field options? Yeah, looking at my team, it, it probably will be Aguero. I think it was mentioned a few weeks back, possibly by Guy. It was the logical thing to do if you have Aguero and Sal in your team is the alternate home, home games. Game. So when they're at home, captain, and I went with Salah captain last week, he was unfortunate not to get two. So, yeah, it's going to probably be Aguero this week. I don't really have anyone else who stands out. And I think it's been more emphasized with the fact that obviously we are recording this on a Tuesday night and City are playing and they have Jesus starting up front, which means Aguero is most probably going to start the league game. I think it's far more helpful because though you can never trust the ball fraud, you can at least play <laughs> on the game of probabilities with him. And you can say he's not going to be stupid enough, but you know he could be stupid enough. But still, we can go with Aguero. So, Ali, no doubts, Aguero? I, I don't have Aguero. Um, oh, God! So, so, no. Um, Lacazette uh, or Aboyang? Is no, I'm, I'm bringing in Salah this week. Um, so, I'm captain in Salah. Um, against Chelsea. Yep. Yep. He, he's going to score two and get an assist. We're going to hammer them. I could see this working out great for you. Yeah, I because just, I, I, I cannot think of anyone even can One is not about, it's not about Chelsea. It's about Chelsea and not even home game. We just talked about Jay, talked about rotating like home games, Agora and Salah. So it's Chelsea and Ave. Yep. I, I just think if you've invested 12.9 million into a midfielder, he, he needs to be like the Aguero. If you're investing that money in, uh, in Aguero, you know you have to have him captain. I mean, I remember a couple of seasons ago, I captained him all season, took him off captain, took him out of my team, and then he scored five against Newcastle. Um, and I've never had him. Don't since. remind <laughs> me of that game, please. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you did the same as me, didn't you? You took him off captain and took him out of the team. No, I um, took him out of the team. Yeah, I took him out everything. Yeah, I, I transferred him out that week. Um, and he scored five. So, yeah, I just have no faith in Aguero ever again since that, since that fateful game week. Um, but I just think Salah, I don't know, just, I think he looked a bit more sharp last week. Um, had a bit more of a smile on his face. I think he's had a good week with his award. I don't think he'll play tomorrow. Um, and I think he'll just come back, especially against Chelsea, you know, with the, with the history. I just think, yeah, he's going to be the key to us winning, so. Interesting. I could see that, as I said, working out great for you. For me, obviously, the obvious option is Agora. The only other name I had considering my team was left field trying to captain Richarlison against Fulham at home. That was the only thing I had in mind, but I don't know if I'm ready to take that bigger risk and 
Paul absurdly vain when I go to school. An Everton captain that isn't Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> That's unheard of. <laughs> but it's Fulham. Yeah, but it's Fulham. It's Everton. Yeah, I can't actually dispute that it's Everton. <laughs> and I, I had three. Actually, I was rotating between three options. And I do this crazy thing often, which never pays off, but I've done it till now thrice. Captain winning a goalkeeper. No. No. <laughs> you re- you can realistically, realistically, unless they make a penalty save, is it six Max points? Six or eight? Correct. And it's Brighton, which means Ederson is not going to make saves, most probably. I mean, you could so just you use... get 12. <laughs> 12, the Man- yeah. Man City's goalkeeper tonight is... Murich. Yeah. Murich, I'm- yeah. I've never even heard of the guy. <laughs> because Bravo is injured. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just looking through the scores at the moment and like who is playing and who's not playing for teams and look at the Man City team and it's a bit of a mismatch and then this guy who've never heard of in goal. I think they got him from somewhere because Bravo was injured. Oh, I think, he was, on, I think he was on loan. I think he was probably like their longest serving player or something. <laughs> on loan in Girona or somebody yeah. and he brought them back it's like that Chelsea goalkeeper who's like had a testimonial but not a game for them since you mentioned teams I was just going to look at Leicester Pereira is playing Vardy is playing Ugh. I'm just looking at to be fair Vardy Vardy just, he's on W can play every game yeah. and he's not playing for England now so yeah don't Danny, Ward, Danny Ward is getting a run off for Leicester though today. Small, obviously noted from Liverpool. Yep. He was our number I one goalkeeper for two minutes. He was the most consistent number one. He didn't concede he any was goals. Num- he was literally our number one goalkeeper on paper. <laughs> <laughs> or in print more appropriately and then there it ended. So I think since I said ended, I think we have literally run out of time been a great entertaining discussion. A lot of debates, discussion, a lot of new topics. So, we will be having one new segment more or less every quarter going forward most probably. So, any suggestions, any ideas, please give us a shout. But till next time, thank you and goodbye. Podcast Network.